Proper Animal. This is the All I Eat a Steak Podcast. Super Tuesday. How we doing on a Tuesday? Fascinating 24 hours. Um, let's get to it. So, the Destroyer, I checked in with him. You know, it's weird. Like, I've never really checked in with him, which is kind of weird. He's always checking in with me. I was like, you know, how's it going on this way of eating? And I probably learned more in that 10, 15 minutes of just how open you've got to be and how remarkable the human body is uh, than I had learned in a long time. So I'm just going to share with you our, what, what's going on with him uh, to the best of my ability here. And it's just, there's so many takeaways and I'm still unpacking it. But I want to talk about it now before I forget. Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff I want to get to. Maybe we'll get to it. Maybe we won't. So, Destroyer is six months approximately. Carnivore is strict from, from the past couple months. And then he hit a wall. Like he had, he got all the benefits right away. He got it right away. He was all in. And then like he just hit a wall. Like he had a plateau with weight loss. You know, he was losing a bunch of weight at first. And then it just stopped. And that's very common. It's super common. Uh, but something fascinating happened that I had not heard about before, but it makes total sense like in thinking about it the last few hours, is that he just got repelled by the idea of eating any more steak. This was like a week ago. He was just like, he couldn't even take the smell of it. It was like he had eaten too much of it. And he was just like, couldn't, his body was saying no. And what he did, I believe, and this is all speculation, we got to be really careful with how we describe this because uh, this has to go through further testing. This is not even a hypothesis yet. Just describing what I learned today from the Destroyer. He had some carbs, so he like had like a, what would be called a refeed day of carbohydrates because... That's the only thing that his body was going to be willing to eat at that point. Like he couldn't handle steak. So the way he described it was it wasn't like a big cheat day or a big like epic Anthony James feast that made him sick. It was just like more carbs than usual. And then also, you know, some steak, but not as much as he would have in the past. And he kind of choked it down. And he did that for a couple of days, like two or three days of that. And... The first thing that's important was that he was repelled by steak. And I've, I've actually, that happens to me, but it happens like only on a daily basis. That's what should actually happen to you. You should be eating enough steak that you get to the point where it's like, I can't have another bite of this. The interesting thing, though, is, and we also talked about that, is like if there's cheese or something else, you can eat that, but you can't have any more steak. So I think just like over the course of several months, he got to this point where he couldn't handle any more steak. And also what was happening concurrently and was related, although he didn't know it was related, was he had a stall in his weight loss. So he had like a three-week period where he wasn't losing any weight after pretty much losing weight every day or at least every week for like several months. And what he did intuitively 
and reluctantly, I'm sure he did this reluctantly. Like, I'm sure the days he was eating carbs, he was like, F, this is going to be terrible, but I just, I can't eat anything else right now. I've, and this is all I can stomach right now. So I'm sure there was like all kinds of, like maybe even guilt around it. And then his expectation was that he was going to feel terrible, right? Because he had heard and he had seen, not just from us, but from pretty much everyone in this way of eating that when you add carbs back in after being strict for a while, you can definitely feel a difference. And what happened was he didn't feel any emotional difference. And this this is great for Bay too, because Bay has done that a couple of times, and she felt like she didn't really have much, you know, a few times she definitely felt it, and a few times she felt like she had no, like, no change in emotional state. And that's funny too, because the times when we were drinking alcohol on this way of eating, we had you know, a dozen times where we felt awful, but then we also had like two or three, maybe even half dozen times or so where we felt like it didn't even feel like we drank. And in other words, like we felt great and we were like, oh, I can, I can, I guess I can drink on this and I can keep drinking. Fortunately, what happened over time was, uh, the last like, you know, 15, whatever, the last dozen times or so that we drank, probably less than that. It was probably six times. Didn't take that long that we drank. It was just awful. And so what also happened, not only did she even not feel any emotional change from the carb refeed days, was he lost weight. He almost immediately lost like five pounds. And as he's telling me that, all I can think of was cyclical ketogenic diet cyclical ketogenic I just got that hit like right away I'm like that's what his body did intuitively reluctantly without even thinking about it his body was rejecting the meat saying just do this for a day or two and see what happens and because he got the instant feedback of it didn't affect him emotionally it didn't affect his mood it didn't affect his mental clarity at all it was a good sign. That was a good sign right there. And then he got the real sign, which is that he lost five pounds and he resumed the carnivore way of eating. Intelligently, he went back to the carnivore way of eating. So let me explain the ketogenic, the cyclical ketogenic diet. I'm very familiar with this. This is pioneered by Dom D'Agostino, uh, buddies with Tim Ferriss, and he still does it to this day. Now, the... He, you know, like, like Sean Baker, he's like the Sean Baker of the cyclical ketogenic diet. He just made it mainstream or not mainstream. He just brought it to people's attention. But this has been going on for a, a very long time. You know, not as long as carnivore, obviously, but in bodybuilding circles, the cyclical ketogenic was also called the steak and eggs diet by Vince Gironda, this famous bodybuilder who looked like amazing and all he would eat was steak and eggs sound familiar he would eat steak and eggs but he would refeed and he would do it on a four to five day cycle so three to four days strict steak and eggs only and then on the fifth day maybe the sixth day maybe once a week he would do a big refeed sometimes he would do it every fourth day now every fourth day keep in mind he is a he was a professional bodybuilder and he 
was probably training in the gym three to four at five hours a day. Now we did a ketogenic diet for two years and we lost a bunch of weight. Part of the weight loss we attribute to our cheat day. Now we've spoken about that many, many times here on this, the All Ate a Steak podcast and how the cheat day eventually became something we hated. Like we didn't want to do, we did, we got out of control with it and we didn't like it. But what we will admit to is although it was a big swing in our weight, we believe it did speed up our weight loss. In other words, it, we had very few plateaus in that two-year period. We were consistently losing real weight, real fat of, you know, two, let's say two years, 24, yeah, so about one to one, to one and a half pounds a month. And, but the way it would look would, would look like this because we would weigh ourselves every day. Um, we'd have our cheat day, cyclical, okay, so that was cyclical ketogenic, just real, real, let's pull back even more. That means that you have carbs or be whatever you want, basically on, you like on a weekly basis, one time for one day. Or if you're training super, super heavily, like Vince Gironda, and you're a fast metabolizer. I don't even want to say twice a week because I don't even want, there's no one here that's going to do that more than, you know, I even think the destroyer, if he decides to say, to, to, to continue on that cyclical path, no more than once a week and no more than one meal. Um, more likely, I think I would recommend that he do what he did, which is like maybe once a month, have a day or two where you refeed. Or like once every couple of weeks, you have a day and a half or so where you refeed on carbs. And what that does and what that did for us, we did this. So if we actually look back at our ketogenic diet, we were more cyclically ketogenic because if we just added up all our carbs over the course of a week, it was quite a bit because we ate a lot of carbs on Saturday and very, very low carb Monday through, I mean, excuse me, Sunday through Friday. Really kind of easy also psychologically, and this is where Bay comes in because Bay and I were just talking about this. If you know that uh, a lot of what is daunting, especially early on in this process before you start to like feel so darn good that you don't want to deviate at all, is the kind of idea of I I don't want to do this forever. In fact, up until one year, we were saying to ourselves, we're not doing this forever. We're not doing this forever. And even now we still toy with the idea, okay, let's have like blueberry day. We've been saying that for 18 months. But the, the psychological advantage to the ketogenic diet is that, or the cyclical ketogenic diet, or the cyclical carnivore diet, let's call it the cyclical carnivore diet. Let's get off of the, the carnivore diet is a ketogenic diet, but let's get off of that brand for this. Let's call it the cyclical carnivore diet where we have a day of refeed on not, we don't do an Anthony James move. I just, my intuition is that if you do a big feast, it's going to be negative. There's just nothing good that's going to come of it. But if you can do it a very targeted way and have just some carbs on a day or two, uh, you might, if you plateau, so these are the markers we're going to look at. And again, we need to the destroyer is going to maybe experiment with this, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. But we don't know. We're not 
we're not recommending anything here right now. We actually got to calm down a little bit. We had like a kind of plan here to do. Let's just continue to describe what happened here and describe what this this cyclical carnivore uh, way of eating might look like look like for you in year one. We'll call this in year one because I think if you get to a year in some sort of carnivore way of eating, you, you become just naturally pretty strict and you're not going to want to deviate. Like we right now just have no reason to ever deviate. Like we just have had a track record now of feeling amazing. We've had more amazing days in the past year than we had our entire life. So it's just like we don't want to mess with that too much. But if you're bae, Maybe if you're to the destroyer right now, you're like six months in, and the idea of, and we remember this too, the idea of, do I have to do this for the rest of my life? Seems daunting. Seems bonkers. But if you say to yourself, you know what? I'm going to give myself some planned uh, refeed days. Let's not call them cheat days. Let's call them refeed days and give myself carbohydrates. And we'll say this uh, is a good idea if two things that, and these are the things that the destroyer mentioned. So it's the destroyer model here. Two things have to happen, though. When you have your carbs, you you cannot have uh, an emotional reaction. In other words, like if you feel depressed or if you feel anxiety, stop doing that. Okay, uh, you know, it's just you'll just write that off as a type one error. Okay, if you do not have much of a reaction, if you have no response, like it doesn't seem like you're feeling that much different, and you lose weight, then keep doing it. Okay, so those, two, those are two important markers, and we have a feeling, uh, and we just using our intuition, but also using the idea that like bad mood and, and depression and anxiety are all inflammatory, and, also, and weight gain is also inflammatory. So if you're dropping weight, you have very low inflammation in the body. If your weight is going down consistently, your inflammation is going down consistently, and it's going to be really hard for you to be in a bad mood, right? So... That would be the, the new finding today. And it's not a finding. It's just a new, this is what happened. And let's describe it and let's try to unpack it and let's see what we can learn from it. Is that I think, number one, psychologically for people early on in this way of eating, to just allow yourself to have like, to, to allow yourself to have a refi day and call it cyclical ketogenic. We didn't do that, but we do, we're keto for two years before we started this way of eating. And for the first year in this thing, we're always thinking about like, do I have to do this forever? Because it does get boring. And we do, you do get to a point at, at a certain, all of us get to a certain point where it's like, I can't have another ribeye. The interesting thing about I can't have another ribeye though, is that if you just wait, <laughs> if you just wait, right? Like, so say you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, I can't have another ribeye today. Just wait, just don't eat then. Then don't eat anything. Your body is signaling you just don't eat and then wait till the afternoon or the evening. Chances are you'll be like, can't wait for my ribeye. Can't wait to have that right now. So uh, cyclical ketogenic, psychologically, and we used it. So we're not telling you to do anything that we didn't do. What we will say is this, real careful. And those two markers that the destroyer hit you must hit those markers in our, in our opinion if you're going to mess around with that. If you're just, you're, you're building that in and then doing it and 
you're kind of getting that. First of all, if you do it and you have a, a you, you find yourself in a negative emotional state right away, you're not going to want to do it anymore. So it'll be a good. It'll actually be a good thing. If you have a bunch of sugar and not much changes, and you it doesn't speed up your metabolism, it doesn't help you lose weight. That can be problematic. That's the the the, the reason I'm cautious. I'm super cautious in describing this. Because then all you're doing really is, right? So it didn't, it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Although you didn't have a reaction to it, a, a mental, emotional reaction to it, it did not rev up your metabolism. You didn't drop five pounds like the destroyer did after you were on a plateau, right? So if you're coming on a plateau, you can try it once and see what happens. If you do not lose weight, then what can happen is you can be like, well, I didn't lose weight, but I didn't feel that bad either. So why don't I do this again? And, and then that's going to be you're, all you're doing then at that point is you're re-addicting. You're becoming re-addicted to carbohydrates. So we've got to be real careful with that. So really specific. That's our takeaway is that you can go cyclical ketogenic. Look up Dom D'Agostino. Look up all the science behind it. Read about it. But just remember that we did that, we lost a bunch of weight. If that's your primary objective. In fact, I would tell people if like, like sometimes with Bay, I'm like when she gets really caught up around weight loss, which is such a big thing for women. I'm reading in all these Facebook groups. It's like every day on these groups, which is amazing because it's so powerful when you see community get around and rally around people and give people, you know, tough love. It's generally the carnivores are all about tough love, but it's just the same questions all the time from women, women coming on. I've been doing this for 24 hours. I haven't lost any weight, or I've been doing this for like a month and I haven't lost any weight. I've been doing this six months. I'm gaining weight. Uh, Difficult. This is, these are difficult questions. We, we, we play with this too. Like we don't, didn't like when we gained five, six, seven pounds on this wave. We didn't like that. But the benefits outweighed the negatives and five, six, seven pounds wasn't so much of a big deal on us. But on women, it's a huge deal. And we understand that and we feel that and we empathize with that. So um, there's two competing things happening. We want you to be successful. You want, we want you to be happy. We want you to continue with this way of eating. We like how we did it because it's the way we did it. But we were keto first before we even went carnivore. So we got the weight loss t- done with keto. And because we were losing weight and looking better, we felt pretty good. But it was nothing compared to what happened when we cut out plants completely. And the competing version of this in Charles Washington, go to the Facebook group Zeroing In On Health and just read Charles Washington respond to these women saying, you know, I haven't lost any weight because he gives them tough love. This is a 10 plus year carnivore here. And he gives them tough love. He's like, you're just not looking at it the way that we want you to look at it. Carnivore way of eating is, is about nutrition. It's about optimal health. And your body might need some time to... Uh, your body will need some time to feel like it's going to be getting the nutrition that it's that it needs that it's needed your whole life and you have not been giving it so what he said recently was that calorie deprivation and just deprivation in general is so suboptimal of course it is we all know that we've all been on diets we've all been on diets and like been miserable and maybe like we get uh you know a little bit of 
gratification because we look good. And that might go a long way. It might go a little way. You know, we look good in photos, but we're miserable. And this is about optimal nutrition. This is about feeling good. This is about just thriving at life and being great at life. And yes, eventually the weight comes off, but it's not a weight loss diet. Keto and cyclical keto is a weight loss diet. And they work very well. Uh, the deal is once you go carnivore, it's just there's no going back. And so what we, what we love, what we do recommend though is intuitive eating. And I think the reality is that some of us, some of us just if, if there's something that our body, okay, if we need to lose weight, the story needs to lose weight. If, if you need to lose weight and then you're just repelled by the idea of steak and you're reluctantly eating carbs and then all of a sudden you drop five pounds, that was your, that was your intuitive wisdom working in your favor, saying maybe you need to do a refeed every once in a while. we would be very, very careful with that. Be super, super clear about that is that I've not heard that happen with anyone before, but I'm going to recommend Bay do that. I'm going to recommend Bay do that and see what happens. I'm going to at least tell her the story because she's, that's what she's struggling with. The, the weight gain and it's just not, it's, 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 even though she is on those Facebook groups and she's hearing that everyone's going through it and she knows intellectually that it's just her body, she's getting healthy finally and she's kicking all these addictions and it's like incredible for her, it's just still, it's difficult. And we know that too, we ticked up a little bit recently. We think it was a product of uh, like all the fasting we were doing in January that, you know, that has an effect. And doesn't like necessarily happen right away. It's delayed a little bit. But we just noted that like as we turned the corner into February, we fasted for most of January, we were operating at an extraordinarily high level, like like setting PRs at the gym, but we were ravenously hungry. We were ravenously hungry. We think that was because we fasted in January. So we ate a lot, we ticked up, we noticed that yesterday. We dropped like two point two pounds today. Good to measure stuff, right? Sometimes it's good to avoid the scale. Sometimes good to, to know, right? Sometimes you want to have that information. You want to know, like all of a sudden we kind of look at ourselves in the mirror. We're like, wow, I think uh, it's time to weigh ourselves just so we have, just so we can see. But what we've done with our weight is we've kind of like, you know, we got down to a super low on, on keto and we bounced up as high, like I think very bottom to very top, about seven pounds, more like a five pound swing. And we've been in that range. And so what happens is we'll bounce off the top, come back down, come back all the way down to our low, bounce up. Uh, there seems to be, we're, we, we were at a point uh, earlier in the year where, but we were fasting. I mean, you have to factor that in. We were fasting, so you know we would have days where we'd be way near, below our low or at our low, right? And then we kind of tick back up slightly, but then we would do another fast. We're doing a fast like almost every week, long fasts, like forty hours. And so, uh, you know, that has an effect. You do that for other reasons. You fast for other reasons. Not all, it's not about like aesthetics and, and vanity and things like that. But vanity is important. Let's not deny that. We've always been clear about that. Vanity is important. Great thing about vanity, though, is that if you like, the better you look, the healthier you are. 
It's just fact. That's why it's it's very odd to us. This like celebration of of uh, you know people not in very good shape, people that are you know just kind of like eating whatever they want and just loving themselves. So they say, uh, no matter what, we like that idea. We like the idea of self love, um, but we also like the idea of having standards. You know, when we finally when we ticked up to a weight that was unacceptable. We actually noticed it a little bit away, a little bit late in our estimation, kind of snuck up on us. But then we made a decision that that was unacceptable because we had a certain standard. Uh, it was all it was all about signaling. It was about vanity, yes, but more more also signaling to ourselves that we were like had some discipline, right? We we're holding ourselves out as a teacher of meditation and and mindfulness, yet we couldn't monitor our own health. And as we, so it was. A lot of vanity, a lot of、um, other other person focused for sure, but that's okay because as we as we lost that weight, as we got mad at ourselves and got it done on the cyclical ketogenic way of eating, like we started to feel a lot better, our health improved. Okay, so what else do we want to talk about? That was amazing, though. What happened? That was just like one of the best. Like, just you know what. Even people, because here's the thing: we're all challenged, right? And so, somebody like to destroy him. Just like he's got it handled, and he does. But like, it's good to just check in, right? Even with, especially with people you think have got it all handled, because they're just as challenged as everybody. I'm just as challenged as everybody else. So it's really important that we check in, not only with.、Um, You know the people like for coaching people. Of course, we check in with them. That's like an obvious thing. That's almost like part of like the routine. Oh yeah, I got to check on this guy.、I、haven't checked in on him in a while. Oh, I got to check on that one.、I、haven't checked on them in a while. But check on your mentors. Check on the people that you know that work with you. Check on people that you think have it handled, because they might have questions and you might learn something like we did today. Right, and you might be able to point a few things out to them just because you've been there. And so we, we we did that today with Shiva, and he we learned again. We learned more in the la, you know in the today, and and we're still thinking about it. We're still processing it. We want to be real careful with what we advise. Not 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 really for him. He'll figure it out. But like for for newbies, right? Because we want to distinguish bet- between a refeed to break a plateau and. Move faster towards our goals, and a refeed because we're addicted to, to carbs. Fine line. Fine line. We'll keep pulling at that thread, but for now, we're gonna roll. This is the proper animal. This is the All Eaters Take podcast. You guys have an amazing evening. Maybe we'll get another one. In. I don't think we will. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Out.